Welcome to the One Right Church podcast, where we will discuss what it's like to believe that you attend the only right church. My name is Mark Shaw, and I spent the first 45 years of my life in the Followers of Christ Church in Oregon City, believing I was in the One Right Church. Our hope is that by simply sharing our story, that we would urge people to look to the Bible for answers instead of their religious traditions. We want to encourage people to trust in Jesus for their salvation and not in attending the One Right Church. Let's get started. Hey, Scott. Good to see you, Mark. Good to see you, too. We've got a guest again today. We are on a roll. We I'm are. just going to say that. We are. We got my sister-in-law, Maria, here today, so it's good to have you. Thank you. It's good to be here. I've been looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, welcome. Thank you. So what did you, you, you texted me or called me and said, I want to come on and I want to talk about. Yeah. I want to talk about prayer. Okay. Um, I wanted to, I wanted to get your take on it. Like I want to talk about prayer. If that's what you think, if that's what you want to have on here. We would love that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What do you got on prayer for so, us? So I've prayed about this. <laughs> that's the place to start. Good start. Okay. I came, yes. And I have many people praying. So um, me, myself, uh, Maria, I, Gary and I got married in 1996. By the grace of God, it's been 27 years. Congratulations. Now. Thank you. Uh, we have two children with the Lord, four living, a son-in-law, and two grandbabies. Two granddaughters. They're not babies, I guess, anymore. But <laughs> Grandmas can always <laughs> yeah, call them grandbabies. Yeah, they're always babies. Think, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we left the Followers Church towards the end of 2018 and moved to East Texas in 2021. So I became a child of God in early 2016. That was two years after Gary did. Yeah. You know, he came on here and talked about. Yeah. Can that. I? So, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Can I, I ask I had a you question about that, about that too? So okay. go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Great. So we have had Gary on here. If, if the listeners haven't heard that, it would be probably good to go listen to that one too. But um, when Gary was telling about what you just said, that he had come to faith in Jesus, but he had a reason why he didn't just tell you about it. So I'd love to hear your take on how that, how that all went. When did you see a change in Gary? Was there? Yeah, I, I seen a change in him. Um, it was more, he was, calm about things like he had i mean now i would call it peace i didn't know what that was before but mm -hmm. more of like patience not quick to be frustrated and um and then he would say things to me about god and jesus that that jesus is god and the the trinity mm -hmm. god jesus the holy spirit and i was kind of like oh so he didn't talk oh, about what didn't talking. talk that way before. Mm -mm, no, I mean mm. he was trying to figure things out before. Okay. So then when he was talking to me about that until um, then it was about March 2016, and I was like, oh, mm. I, it, like God just revealed it to me, and I remember walking out of my bedroom into the dining room, and I'm like, oh, it's clear. Jesus and Jesus died for me and I needed him to because before that I thought like I hadn't done anything bad 
you know, I like would I maybe would throw the first stone, you know, when Jesus says that because like I hadn't done anything bad. Yeah. Well, I just kind of discounted, you know, all the little lies and the yeah. mean things and all the things I did, you know, growing up. And, and so he said, oh, thank the Lord. I have known this for two years. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> like, I don't think I ever raised my voice at Gary, at least not in anger, you know. Only, only like, then? Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> Why didn't you tell me this isn't like your coworker had a baby and you forgot to tell me this isn't one of those things. <laughs> That's a great example. This is God. Yeah. Our salvation. You know, we've been praying for so many years. I mean, we prayed, you know, it was blasphemous prayer that I think of now that we prayed for God to send a man to teach us to show us the way to heaven, yeah. you know, after losing our two child, our two children, I was like, I know they're there, but I got to know where I'm going. I didn't have the assurance of salvation. Mm. And so that's something we've been tra- praying about and trying to search on. Was was that like the turning point for you when you began to, to have a search in earnest was when you lost your children? Well, what changed? So in that, I had that push to Gary. I told him, you're the head of the house. You figure it out. Like, it's this is on you. I'm the following yeah. wife. You figure it out. Oh, okay. And so by him knowing that, that I would follow him, that's okay. why he kept it from me for two years, is because he knew if he was like, ah, you know, God revealed this, the Bible, Jesus Christ and what he's done, and I'd be like, all right, let's do it, you know, and just followed him because Before I trusted you were ready, him. Maybe. Yeah, oh, I, I didn't know the Lord myself. And so I would have followed him and he knew that. And I just think it was the guidance of the Holy Spirit oh. for Gary to hold that for two years and not share that. Oh, with that's me. amazing. Yeah. Yeah, because I would have just followed him and he knew I had to have my own relationship with God. Right. I would have assumed that because he had the green light that you were going to follow, that he'd have, he'd have discovered it and boom, told you right away. Right. That's what I would have assumed. So interesting. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. Yeah. So yeah. It, it was God because I think yeah. any any husband would be like, look, yeah. look at this. It's all clear now. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it, that was God's guidance That's really in him mm. to, to not share with me and then... So, to then get to have that, my own relationship with God and yeah. knowing God and that my relationship with God is for me and not me through Gary, through yeah. his relationship with God. Does yeah. that make sense? Yes. Yeah, it yes. does. And I think people should be really comforted by that. See, what you just said in mm-hmm. not so many words is that sometimes it's God's will mm-hmm. not to share Mm-hmm. the gospel with somebody. Imagine that. That's not what I say as a pastor. I, I tell right. her, like, hey, I better share the gospel with right. But what you're saying is really the, the case is on this, in this time, mm-hmm. it was the right thing for him not to. And that's really cool. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. And, and, and I think mm-hmm. that the, the important aspect of it from the followers standpoint is that it is so ingrained into the, the women that they are to just follow the head of their household that, that they just follow their husband no matter what they're saying. And as 
it, it was it was taught whether my husband's right or wrong. If I just follow him, then I'm right as as the wife. Even if I know he's wrong, if I'm following him, so I think it's yes. amazing that that Gary had that clarity to know that he didn't need you to follow him. He needed you to follow Jesus. Oh, yes, that's perfect. Good way yeah. to say it. Yeah. And but the scripture says, "Follow your husband in the ways of the Lord." Right. And I didn't know that either. Yeah. So knowing now, like, yes, follow him in the ways of the yeah. Lord. Yeah. You know, and that's what we need to know. Yeah. Also. So how did how did prayer change for you uh, from before you became a child of God and then after? Okay, so what my prayer life was then, you know, I mean, I go back to living at home before I was married, you know, mm -hmm. and my dad would pray at the dinner table and he, he sometimes, you know, would have my mom pray or something, but it was mostly him. And so then when I was older and he would ask me to pray, then I tried to say all the words that he would say, you know, um, little more, you know, repetitive, because I thought that was the way and I need to follow my dad. Mm -hmm. And this is the right way to pray. That's what I thought, you know. And um, Was that your only prayer experience for the most part? When you were Pretty you know, much because we, like at church, we prayed silently. Okay. And so, you know, there really wasn't praying out loud. It would only be if we, if someone got really sick, um, you would, they would call around and ask for prayers, but that would just be silent prayer. But if they got really sick, people would gather, fa usually family, we would gather and we would lay on hands. So, mm -hmm. and, and that was praying public prayer publicly. Okay. So, mm -hmm. and it was terrifying for me. <laughs> was, so is that, you know, when I ask about your experience of prayer, I, I guess I was thinking silent prayer also. So mm -hmm. whether that was part of your life or not. Oh. Earlier on, that was some some of my question. I, I guess I didn't distinguish between public and private, but or out loud or silent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was more silent. Okay. And so then, you know, how do you know if you don't hear someone pray? You know, and my and my parents said you start with, you know, God our Father and in Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. You know, so I knew. Those I are the basics, that. right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, and then my prayer was always like, this is what I need, you know, right? Someone's sick, so I would ask for prayers. I okay. would, you know, or ask him to bless the food, you know. In between our, our Father and Jesus' name, you would have something that you needed in there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, most people do. Yeah. So that's pretty mainstream right there, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, so... Um, but, I, you know, Jesus gives us that example in Matthew 6. He says, pray like this. But he doesn't want us to repeat it. It needs to be our own and not just repeat every word that Jesus says. You yeah. know, it needs to yeah, be it's unique. It's not about the recitation mm -hmm. of it so much. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's more of a conversation with you and God and talking. And sometimes your prayer is, Lord, I don't know what I need, but I know you do. Yeah. And help me with this. Help me know what to even pray. 
And you didn't used to pray like that. Mm-mm. That's new. No, okay. I was like, God, I need this. I need you to do you this. You used to know what you needed. Now you don't. Yeah. Okay. Now, yeah. That's interesting. There's been many times. <laughs> yeah. So I think our prayers need to have praise in them also. Okay. And mine didn't before. But you need to praise God for what he has done. Because mm-hmm. we know God's answered so many prayers we need to thank him for that. I would mm-hmm. I would sometimes say thank you for the many blessings because that's what my dad would say. And that's kind of a, a blanket, you know, like yeah. we always sang the song, count your many blessings. Yeah. Name them one by one. And and we should. Yeah. And and sometimes, you know, <laughs> you run out of time for praying because right. you're you know going so long and thank you for this and this and yeah. you know my children know the lord huge blessing how do i stop thanking you know yeah uh, sweet you just mentioned your children know the lord but one of the things i hear you say and i just want to point it out is that children learn to pray from their parents mm-hmm. and so you know let that if they're maybe I don't know what people get from these podcasts, but that would be a great thing for parents to understand is that your children are going to learn how to pray from you. Yes. Yeah. And so um, I'm I'm glad that you mm-hmm. have kind of focused on that so far. So Let them hear you. you pray. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And don't yeah. be embarrassed about it. It's really important that you do. Right. Yeah. And that they know that there's not a wrong way and how to talk to God like that. Like, yeah. Tell him what you need. Well, I think it's inter- one of the things I'm hearing you say, and I'm making the connection, is that you prayed in a different way before you had what you called a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And then later you're talking about just having a conversation with God, mm-hmm. where before it was just, this is the person where I bring all of my needs to. Mm-hmm. But it's not really a relationship. It's a, it, this, it's, I, I've I've heard it called, it's like a, a vending machine homeowner right. that, that you're just bring, And if I put the right words in, then I'll mm-hmm. get from him what I need. And there's nothing relational about that. And it, it just it is, I mean, I, I don't want to speak for you, but that's mm-hmm. what it sounds like is it's a different, yeah. with a relationship, we can just have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to take the things I needed. I wanted God to just give me these things that I needed, you know? Yeah. Hmm. So... So, you know, the prayers, my prayers were just asking, asking for health. And if people were sick, you know, healthy baby, sometimes sunshine. Yeah. So uh, the first time I heard my dad pray out loud, I was about 12 and we were hunting in Eastern Oregon. And my sister-in-law, Mark's wife, Cindy, (laughs) She was about 15, is what I was thinking, and she crashed really bad on a motorcycle that was way too big for her. <laughs> oh, she, yeah. Yeah, she crashed, and her friend that was riding with her just come running, and she said, Cindy died because, because she's seen her crash fly off, lay there. And so I was with my dad, and... and um, we were running down the road to where Cindy was. We were just, 
you know, there was how many, like 20 campers or something. There was a big group of us, but we were, I remember being with my dad and he was just praying like, Lord, please be with Cindy, heal her, help her through this. And, and I got to experience that, that you don't have to stop, fold your hands, close your eyes. You know, you can run down the road praying Mm -hmm. and God's listening and so that was like your first experience with real heartfelt mm-hmm. prayer that wasn't just right before um, yeah. a meal or something. Yeah. Oh. Hearing mm. him. Wow. Pray. I, I haven't heard that prayer. story, I guess, but yeah. Mark's pretty thankful that your dad's prayers were answered. I yes. guess. Yes, that's true. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. I I I feel like that's something I'll never forget is running. Wow. With him. Yeah. Praying, you know, and he wasn't ashamed to pray out loud. It was the time he, you know, yeah, and and that also showed me instant in prayer because mm-hmm. you know we've heard that like oh be instant in prayer well, but what does what does that mean or what's the example you know, yeah, we knew that God was the healer, even though not knowing him fully, not knowing why Jesus came at that time, but knowing that God. So do you, was in charge. I mean, not, mm-hmm. again, I'm on the outside of this, but mm-hmm. do you think that that was, so you said we recognize that God was a healer. I mean, mm-hmm. was that unique to followers that that was the main relationship that you had? And I don't know mm-hmm. about main, but certainly an important part of the relationship you had with God or was the fact that that's when you really went to him had to do with medical care and health-related things and stuff like that? Yeah, what I knew growing up about God is that he He created all this okay, and that he was in charge in healing and, you know, we could thank him for the blessings that we had. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I think for followers, I mean— Putting your faith in God rather than man was the main reason for not seeking medical care. So I think that we probably did emphasize specifically on healing quite a bit in prayer. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good place to start, Maria, what you said about what you knew about God. What a great place to start. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You didn't start from nowhere, which which really, I mean, I think there's something to be said— and, and maybe the podcast is a place for me to say it, is I think there's there really is something to be said for, um, you know, f- for whatever things that went on in your past, you know, you didn't start from nowhere. Right. You know, you may have had some ideas that weren't quite right, but you had some that were right, and they were a place to start. And mm-hmm. I'm grateful that you had a place yeah. to start. Yeah. Me too. Always knowing that God was in control mm-hmm. and listening. Yeah. yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. The first time I prayed out loud, I we had lost our son Tyler the year before, and I was trying to think. I think I was twenty three, and I was about to have our next son, Jake, and my labors were were. I mean, I'd say real short. I think everybody that knows me would agree that, you know, I woke up five in the morning. He was born twenty five minutes later. He he didn't cry right away. And mm. I could tell, mm. like, he was kind of 
trying to cry and the midwives were trying to get him to cry. And I remembered just, I just sat up and just prayed for him to be okay and to start crying. And, you know, what seemed like minutes, it was just seconds, but looking back, like God gave me that strength to not care what anybody in the room was thinking, but just to focus on Jake and knowing that God was listening, that I could pray to him. Would you have otherwise thought about what people were thinking in the room? Would that have been kind of in the normal programming of your mind and oh, thoughts? Oh, yeah. I would not have prayed out loud. You just had to any kind other. of overcome that mm-hmm. because of it, the emergency of the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think that was one of those things, you know, that okay. God helped me with in that time and getting and then praying. And so as soon as he cried, I just felt that peace, you oh, know, sure. peace and relief. But keep in mind, he was blue as a blueberry, Mm -hmm. seriously, a dark blueberry, and for days. And people would come and see, and I'm like, he's fine. Like, I I had that peace that God took care of the sweet baby, gave him life, and he's fine. And people are like, are you sure? Man, he looks bad. It's really helpful. Yeah, I mean, people come over to our house and tell Marsha, "Well, what about your husband? He looks bad." Yeah, but that, but that probably was much more serious for you because you had just lost the baby. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and so that whole prospect was very serious. Yes, and knowing because at that point we had lost two. Right. So knowing how hard and painful it is to go through losing a child. Yeah, I never wanted to do it again, and I never want to see anybody else do it again. Yeah. But I'm very thankful for the comfort that God gave me through that. You know, again, mm-hmm. not knowing who he truly was, but he comforted us in there, and I knew that. I knew he mm-hmm. was the comforter and helped, mm-hmm. and I am very thankful for that. And then, you know, back to my testimony that God used that I pushed Gary even harder because I'm like, I can't get up in the morning without knowing I'm going to see my baby someday. So mm. you got to figure this out, you know. Yeah. And that's part of his testimony, me pushing and pushing. Yeah. I'm mm. like, you got it figured out yet? How about now? You know, yeah. get it, get it <laughs> done. Enough. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not that I'm saying, you know, that that is what I should have done. I should have opened my Bible and read for myself, but I didn't. I didn't know any better at the time. Yeah. And that was the Lord's guidance. Again, I mean, I just love hearing your story because I'm hearing, I'm probably hearing things that you may not even be saying, but I think (laughs) you are, which is that the Lord was good to you and was Mm -hmm. gracious to you when you didn't even know him yet. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're, you don't even know what, well, really what grace truly is Mm -hmm. and what ultimate forgiveness of your sins is what eternal life is Mm -hmm. you know you have you have an acquaintance with some of those ideas but they're not yours and yet here you're recognizing sort of time and time again now that the lord is just showing his kindness and his love toward you and in some respects getting your attention Mm -hmm. in that way Mm -hmm. and i'm thankful you know that was him showing it to me Mm-hmm. And in giving me that to trust in Him, and then and all I'm those things came back. You you remembered all those things then when you 
did come to faith. Yeah, I, th- I felt like there was so many things over time that I was like, oh, that was God. Yeah. God helped me through that. God gave me that comfort because for a long time after we lost Tyler, I prayed that God would give him back to us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I even said, like, no questions asked. Mm-hmm. You know, just let him run in here. And mm-hmm. I, I will just, you know, glorify you, God. All, all glory mm-hmm. to you. No questions. I prayed for that for a long time. And then before we decided to have more kids, God, I know, he he <laughs> just in my head, you know, not speaking out loud, but just revealed to me what kind of mother would take, ask for him to leave paradise, <laughs> knowing he was in paradise, and for me to ask for God to bring him back into this wretched world. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that is... That's a big ask right there. Oh, yeah. And just thankful that, you know, it had been months and months, and then God revealed that to me. And so then, Mm. and then I had peace at that. And and then it's like, okay, we want to have more kids then. You know, I always knew we did. I just wasn't ready. Yeah. And then at that point, I was was ready. And I didn't even... You know, my prayers were focused on give Tyler back to me. We we want him back, knowing him, you know. No, God answered my prayers by giving me peace and then, you know, giving me three more kids after that. Yeah. Very thankful for. Mm. How old is Jake now? I probably should know I'm his uncle, but how old is Jake you now? Should. He's 19. <laughs> you should. 19. I love yeah, you. I know. Like, you should. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. 19. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Doesn't seem like that long ago. That's uh, it's probably yeah. one of those moments that yeah. does kind of register as always, always recent. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always be fresh. Yeah. No, thankful for that. So what's it like what's it like to pray now? So now the difference is knowing God as a loving father and not just the creator and that mm. can heal, but knowing him as loving me and yeah, giving me all these blessings, sending his son to die on the cross for me because I needed him to. I couldn't do it. It wasn't about me yeah. doing things because you can't. It's about what Jesus did mm-hmm. and then revealing that. So knowing God as my loving father, mm-hmm. my Lord, and my Savior. Because you, I mean... You, you said you learned from your dad to start your prayers mm-hmm. with, you know, Heavenly Father or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that title meant something new mm-hmm. after you came to faith in Christ. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then my prayer time, getting to just praise him and just have that peaceful time of talking to the Lord. You know, I, I don't always get to my wants you know you look and you look at the sunset and and driving in the car and looking around and just saying 
Thank you, Lord, for what you've done in our lives and what you do every day in the sunshine, the rain, the you know, the birds, the squirrels, the trees, all no, these no, things. No, one of the rules, we don't thank the Lord for squirrels. Not <laughs> on this podcast, it. not anywhere. I'm sorry, but continue. Okay. <laughs> we don't see many squirrels in East Texas. We see cardinals. Can I send you time. some squirrels? <laughs> That would East Texas would be a great place for squirrels. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was very you were very very great prayer moment, and I just ruined it. Yeah. Yeah. You struck no, a nerve good. with Scott with that squirrel. That's yeah. or you're twitching. <laughs> okay, so all the other animals. There right. you go. Right. We can you thank know? the Lord for all the other yeah. animals. All the animals. Yeah. The, yes, everything He's given us. And I'm guessing that, you, you know, I'm, I, I'm liking that you said you'd prayed in the car, but you're mm-hmm. a mom and you're driving kids around and it's probably not like a, some sort of monkish prayer opportunity that you get with three hours of uninterrupted silence. It's right. driving in the car mm-hmm. and when they're quiet enough or maybe when they're talking to each other mm-hmm. and you're off, you know, you can have a few moments to pray. Yes. Is that what I'm hearing you say? But yes, so we did that when I was homeschooling my three kids and we still lived in Oregon and we did Bible study and prayer time at the dining room table every morning at eight o'clock. We did that before we broke into, you know, go do your school work. And then on Wednesdays, we went to co-op. So we had to leave the house a little earlier and there was days we'd get in the truck and like prayer time, you know. And of course, okay. I couldn't close my eyes. I was driving. And yeah. so praying and, and the kids each taking their turns praying. And that was pleasing to God. That's very nice. And getting to spend that time. Yeah. And now, I mean, I do drive 52 minutes to work every day. And so oh. that's how I that's So not only I kids, you drive start. to work 52 uh, minutes. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. So I do have that quiet time. I get to, I get to pray. That's, I get to listen to podcasts and sermons wow. yeah through that time. it is almost monkish to get 52 uninterrupted <laughs> minutes wow good for you good for it's, you it's very much a blessing to yeah. get to oh, start cool. your day yeah yeah you brought up a couple things um you said you just said in passing i couldn't close my eyes because i was driving mm-hmm. um, and you said earlier my dad was just praying as he was running. We didn't stop and fold our hands. And do, mm-hmm. it, it was a, it's a lot different experience when we don't have this really stringent legalistic idea of what a prayer is supposed to look like, sound like. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we consider the people who are in there. I, I won't say we, I won't lump you in with this. <laughs> I considered the people in the room and what their thoughts were on certain topics at followers to know if something was okay to pray for. Uh, there were, uh, there were times where some people believed we needed a preacher. Some people believed we didn't. And it was divisive and offensive. If you prayed for a preacher, if you asked God to send a preacher, when there were people there who didn't think we were going to get one, you were considered a troublemaker. So you're, these prayers had to look and sound the same, and you just knew people were critiquing them as you're praying. And 
it, it was, I'm, I'm going to use the word freedom again. It's just, it's just freedom from that. I mean, that, that is bondage. Yeah. yeah. And it was, it was terrifying to me my whole life. It was terrifying to me to pray and have other people here. And so that tells you, who am I praying to? I'm not concerned with what God's hearing. I'm mm-hmm. concerned with what the people around me are hearing. So, mm-hmm. so you're saying that the, it, there was one one right church, but there was also one right way to pray. Yeah. Okay. And, well, for every different idea, we've talked about how many different uh, oh. beliefs and right. stuff there were there, and yeah, it was. But as far as posture and yeah, all exactly. of that yeah. goes, you were. Yeah, that, there was a kind of the right way to do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it kind of was like, like checking the box, mm-hmm. like say these things get, you know, prayer time check. And even if you're like, Oh yeah, I want to make sure I pray every day, yeah. you know, do, 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 done. Yeah. Pass it I off. did that. Yeah. yeah. And there's yeah. continual prayer too. You don't have to stop. You can, you know, you know, you can do what you're doing. You can keep praying. You can, yeah. So can I ask Constantly. you a question about that? Mm-hmm. You started, before we started recording, you talked about being instant in prayer. Mm-hmm. And I'm a little unfamiliar with that. Mm. Use word I didn't understand. Oh, gotcha. Just one you know. <laughs> um, instant in prayer. What do you mean? What does that mean in what you're talking about? In, right? Mm. Is that, is that a, that's a King James thing. or is it, it does say it to be instant in prayer. Uh, I'm tr- I can't remember the verse right now, but I think it's in Romans 12. Okay, but I that was just what I taught. What I was taught, I don't know it, that it was in the Bible. I just my parents would say that. But Always what did it mean? Instant. That's what I'm wondering. Okay, so instant in prayer is just pray right there. Yeah, do it instantly. Uh huh. Okay, and I think that it's. I think that it's also. On the faith healing side of things, it's also make it your first option. Don't don't let your mind go to things like okay. medicine and oh. doctors and things like that. Make this okay. Well, both your, of those are really pretty good. Yeah, they are pieces of advice. I mean, pray yeah. in the instant and yeah, make it your first option. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. yeah, both of those are good advice. Yeah, yeah, for healing and for guidance. Yeah, anytime. Know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, when you were talking about praying in front of people, yeah, and thinking about what to pray, I, I don't remember ever thinking like I had to impress people other than my dinner table, you know, mm. making my parents proud and stuff. But praying for a preacher, like you had said, yeah, once Gary and I were married, then he had said that to me: we need to pray. Or yeah. a preacher, and so then I would pray, you know, Lord, please send us a man to save us <laughs> in Jesus' name, amen. Right, right, and it's... not, not really? putting that together, yeah. Wow, Jesus was the man, yeah. But that's even the way that God you pray sent. it, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Good, you got to end your okay. end your prayer in Jesus' name, oh, you do, mm-hmm. and not thinking. Not putting that together because I didn't know. But Jesus was the man God sent to save us. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm glad you know that now. Mm, me too. Yeah. Praise the Lord. 
And also something about praying and that I've experienced is praying for strangers. Mm. So we were taught, <laughs> your face, you're questioning. We were mm. taught to, you know, pray for those in the church, the brethren in the church, right. you were to pray for those. And now, you know, I'll have friends across the country say, hey, my friend so-and-so needs prayers. Pray. I don't know them. I know their name or whatever. But also, you know, I was in a coffee shop in East Texas and part of the ceiling fell on lady's head. It was, it wasn't a bad deal. It was just one of those tiles. Just happens all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is going on they here? Don't, they don't have squirrels, but Mm-mm. the ceiling falls yeah. away. <laughs> and just one of those pieces. And the lady, she was an older lady and she was okay. But I said, can I pray for you? That instant in prayer sure. that I was okay. raised to do. And I said, can I pray for you? And she said, Oh, yes, ma'am, please. I appreciate that. And the lady with her, you know, thank you. And and so I think that's important, too, that she, you know, maybe didn't have any damage, but maybe she needed prayed for, Mm -hmm. and God knew that. Yeah. And it was bigger than the ceiling falling on her head. Mm, You know, could have been a spiritual need, too. Yeah. That's interesting. We've talked about, that's come up not every week, but often, about uh, the sort of the insider and the outsider s- situation, but even that prayers would be directed for people on the inside, not for people on the outside, is very yeah. interesting to me. So thank mm-hmm. you for yeah. sharing that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I think that we can have, you know, prayer doesn't have to be a gossip time either. You can just say, hey, I know somebody that's going through a tough time. Can you pray for them? Can you add them to your prayer list? And yeah, I don't need to know what they're going through, but God knows. God knows what they're going through and what they need. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So I remember uh, there was a time when, when you were talking about being instant in prayer, I remember the first time after coming to faith, calling someone who had left followers and talking to him, just a friend. And, um, and he said to me, can I, can I pray for you? And I said, yeah, I, we could really use it. Please do. And in my mind, that meant after we were done with our phone conversation, he would mm. pray for me later mm-hmm. because that's what you did. Yeah. I'll, I'll pray for you. And then you don't do it then. You right. weren't instant in prayer. You do it privately Same. because, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it was all for appearances. If you, if we saw people praying in a restaurant for their food, well, that's just public. You're making a mockery of it. You're, it's, we, we would have, I would have judged that. I would have thought that was fake, um, worldly, you know, to use one of our terms. But this, that worldly prayer. Yeah, worldly prayer, exactly. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, but this friend of mine just started praying right then over the phone, and I, I didn't know what to do. Like, I, I had so many things in my head, like, is, is this even okay? Why wouldn't it be? Like, mm-hmm. I don't even know if I heard his prayer because I, had, I was just wrestling with these ideas in my head. Is, 
And of course it's okay. <laughs> like why, why wouldn't it be yeah, okay? That does make it a lot more complicated than it needs to be. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah. And I am thankful for those times that I've questioned that too. Like, is this okay? Yeah. Should we do this? And it is. And I've texted a prayer before too. Yeah. You know, you can, all your thoughts, what you'd say out loud, just send it to that person and they can read it yeah. whenever they need to. Yeah. And it's just a little more like genuine and love than just saying, I'll pray for you, I'll you know, you. and that's yeah. fine too. Yeah. But yeah, to just say it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. There was a, uh, another thing like that, that I, and we were at our our Bible study on Saturday nights, you know, and we would do a prayer time afterwards. And one of the young girls that was there and her dad is a pastor and she, she prayed and then some, but a few other people prayed and then she prayed again for something oh, different. Yeah. Something came to her mind. She prayed again. I know I opened my eyes to see like, was that her? She prayed yeah. twice. Yeah. Is you that already a, had your turn. Yeah. Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course it's okay. But that was one of the things, trying to figure out what was right and what was wrong. Yeah. No. No, I was at I was at one uh, instance one time where we were gathering to lay hands on someone who was sick. And I really appreciated the fact, I, I'm, I'm just confessing again, I do this, but I, I appreciated the fact that the uh, person who was kind of the head of the house uh, explained to us how we're going to do this and we're going to go clockwise and in the and it and it was all in the name of keeping it in order mm -hmm. but it's that kind of thing and and I think there's something to be said for for that but it's that kind of training that you get that makes you go wait a minute I'm hearing a voice from somewhere it mm -hmm. we're supposed to be on this person over here now and it we just get all kinds of stuff. I, mm -hmm. I just have all kinds of stuff in my head as these things are happening. And it, yeah, it's, it's been really interesting to see the different ways that people pray. And yeah. yeah, it's been, I was, you know, I was tell people when I get the chance, don't make it harder than it needs to be. Right. Yeah. You know, I tell my kids that about different things. Don't make it harder than it needs to be. Yeah. And certainly prayer is one of those things for sure. that you yeah. can make harder if you want, it sounds like. So yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. But it's that difference. I mean, you brought up knowing God as a loving father rather than someone exactly. that you have to um, figure out the secret code to get him to bless you. It's, it's not about having your hands in the right position or your right. eyes open or closed or the words you say. It's, it's that knowing him as a loving father is yes. what matters. And trusting that he knows what's best for you even when you don't know what to ask for. Uh, yes, and that it's just so much different than uh, it's just a, a freedom and a peace that comes with that. That's hard yes. to describe. I think that I think that trusting that you pray and then you you give it to God and then you trust, yeah, knowing He knows better what you need or what that person needs. Yeah, and you know how many times have we prayed for something specific and then. He gives it to you bigger and better yeah. than you even asked for. Yeah. You know, I have the example of my grandma Roseanne, mm. you know, being there or, 
you know, just praying for her, just, just as my grandma and loving her. Well, at 85, she was dealing with heart issues and swelling and stuff, and she decided to go in to the hospital, you know. And she was still at followers she at the time. She was still there, and my mm-hmm. mom was staying with her, and she asked my mom to take her to the emergency room. And Gary and I were the only family that was... Not the only, but some of us that were left in town. Mm. And, you know, my mom let me know. We had already left the church at that time and um, hadn't spoke to my grandma much. I spoke to her like two days before, I think, and she had said like, yeah, I'd like to see you. Mm. So that was like the first time in over a year or whatever. And so we went to the emergency room to see her. And we, you know, getting to see her and, and Gary stepped in there and she said, people won't like what I'm doing, that I'm here, but it doesn't matter. It matters what Jesus wants me to do. That's all that matters. <laughs> and Gary said, that's right. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And so then they, you know, moved her to a room and then they ran some tests and Friday, that Friday, they came back with information that the bottom of her heart had died. That was stuff she was dealing with. The bottom of her heart had died, so she needed to have surgery on it. She might not survive the surgery at 85 and not feeling well for a month or two, mm-hmm. but she wouldn't survive without the surgery. And so, you know, us, okay, pray for you, Graham, you know. And then Monday, we get there, and they ran more tests, and then they said, oh, your heart's healed. (laughs) It's healed. And Graham knew, knew the Lord, you know. She said, Jesus, that's why I did it. And... We just praised God. Like, yeah. yeah, God is the healer. Nothing happened. She stayed in that bed all weekend. The Lord healed her spiritually so, and physically. Yeah. It's, and she so lived she two went, more years. She went to the to the hospital for the first time when she was 85, mm-hmm. knowing that people would be upset about that. Mm-hmm. And then she found out that part of her heart had failed mm-hmm. and that's amazing then and she the was, Lord healed her mm-hmm. and she lived two more years she two was given years. a literal and spiritual new heart mm-hmm. was, like it that's it was amazing that yeah. is amazing yeah amazing. thank living, you for sharing that yeah. yeah wow and just those last two years living for the Lord just knowing Jesus what was what was important and that this was what God wanted her to do and she kept saying there's some reason why God wants me here I'm yeah. ready to go home, but he wants me That's here. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Knowing that this was her temporary home. Yeah. Waiting to go home. But I think we also need to, in our prayers, is to accept God's will. Yeah. You you can pray that, but you have to think, you know, are you going to accept God's will? What's his will going to be? Can you accept that? 
Because yeah. it's easier to say, thy will be done. Yeah. Yeah. So I have another story about that. After Tia had her first daughter, Ruth, Ruth was five days old, and Tia had to have her gallbladder removed. And she had Ruth in the hospital, but not going to the hospital her whole life. You know, surgery was was foreign to us and a concern. And But we seen God in there. As soon as we got to the emergency room and the blessings that he gave us, you know, Ruth as a newborn baby slept for two and a half hours while things were happening. In the perfect timing, she needed her mom and, and different things that Tia would be able to still you know, be mom and take care of and, and all that. And um, the morning of that surgery, it was Sunday morning, and we knew churches all around the area were praying for her. And, and the prayer that Tia said is that, Lord, I trust you, and your will be done. I will wake up and see my baby's face, or I will wake up and see my Savior, Jesus Christ. Wow. I know. And as a mom, listening to your daughter pray that, it was like, yes, that Mm. is correct. That is right. We need to pray. Your will be done and mean it and know that Mm. God's will is perfect. And the best thing for us. Yeah. And I'm very thankful that his will was for her <laughs> to get to the surgery. Yes, yes. for sure. Yes. I held little Ruth. And, you know, Grant and I were in the waiting room and Ruth was asleep and I held her. She slept until her mom came back, woke up. And wow. They were, mm-hmm. Yeah. It and was she got to see huge, her baby's face. She did. Yeah. yeah. That's and, great. Yeah. And her baby was perfect until... She was ready for it, yeah. it, you know, so many blessings mm. through that. Mm. Thank you for sharing that. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And you, you hope you can have that faith and trust in the Lord. Yeah. You have to know that we are just visitors here living yeah. for the Lord. And eternity in heaven is our home. Yeah. That's our home. That's great. Did you have a song that you picked out, a hymn? I do. I I love that y'all do this. I you... love that you say y'all now that you've moved to East Texas. <laughs> that was a very was Texas it? thing. It was. Way to catch her on I that, know. too. That's, That's all I hear all day long. I know. Yeah. No, go ahead. <laughs> Why shout, do you love that we Texas. do this? There we go. There we yeah. go. I got friends listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I was born in Texas, so I... I don't know okay. if that counts. But. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so we did this, still going to followers, when Jody was seven and she was going to sit up front, so she needed her own hymnal to sit up front with her friends. Gary said, get one for her and get one for her at home so we can discuss with our kids mm. what the songs mean. Because, you know, when you just sing and you're trying to, memorize and just sing the songs and you're thinking about where should we go to lunch after church you know right and so he said bring one home so we can go through it 
and discuss. Oh, good idea. And it, mm-hmm. it was great, you know, getting to read the different songs. Jesus paid it all yeah. for me. All to him I owe. Yeah. You know, and then, and just so many, count your many blessings, you know, like we've sang them. And yeah. you need to think of them. And there's books out there that we found too that is Sings My Soul, I think. Then, yeah, Then Sings My Soul. Then Sings My there's Soul. There's several actually mm. that have the stories about yeah. the hymns, I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. The background, who Yeah, we used to read those it. For, in our family too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's amazing Yeah. to hear, you know, this blind lady who wrote this song. Yeah. And and the first thing getting to see is Jesus' face, you know, Fanny J. Crosby. Yeah. That's something I love. Yeah. I love to hear that. Yeah. So I love that. I hope that, I hope it stays a thing. And that just in churches everywhere, you sing the song, cause, you know, and you tell your kids. Yeah. That's, that's about Jesus. You're talking about him dying yeah. on the cross for you. Yeah. It's important to... No. Yeah, I think like you're it, singing. I think it's great advice. I think that I think that everybody that's still at followers singing these songs twice a week should be doing that. They should have one at home and going through them and that's a great idea. Talking to their kids about what I they think, mean. Yeah, I think so too. And I think it is important um you know, for Gary and I to stop and think about it too. And yeah. then <laughs> and you know, when you teach, you learn more. Yeah. than when you're a student, mm-hmm. yeah. for sure. Yeah. So <laughs> the hymn I wanted to talk about was Sweet Hour of Prayer. Just talking about prayer, and it is a sweet hour <laughs> to yeah. spend with the Father. Your commute is my your commute. Sweet hour yes, my hour. Really? <laughs> yes. So uh, I'm sorry, I can't sing either. I mean, I can sing for the Lord and he loves it. I know that. You knew I <laughs> you was going to ask. Our listeners is, is that what it was? You, you thought he's going to ask. And I, I really wanted to, but my everybody knows I can't I can't sing on key. It's the thing. It so yeah. you wouldn't sing you're in either? Good yeah, you're in good company. Really? It doesn't you happen s- around this table. <laughs> no. We have to bring in Gary's just, the only one that's ever done it. Yeah. I assumed you would sing that cuz you're always trying to get Mark to sing. Thank you for calling him on that. Why do you think I want Mark to sing? It's like, not me. No. I assumed you'd sing Because really you're always trying to get Mark to sing. <laughs> oh, dear. I hope people still can hear you read the, the song after that. But mm-hmm. yes. Okay. Sweet hour of prayer that calls me from a world of care and bids me at my father's throne make all my wants and wishes known. In seasons of distress and grief, my soul has often found relief. And that's something I can relate to, mm. too, when we've all been through stress and grief. And oft escaped the tempter's snare by thy return, sweet hour of prayer. Mm. I, I kind of want to keep going, if that's yeah. Okay. You've got a microphone. Okay. So, yeah. And you got a hymn book, so you're good. Yeah. Okay, keep going. And then verse two, sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer. Thy wings shall my petition bear to him whose truth and faith, faith sorry, faithfulness engage the waiting soul to bless. 
and since he bids me seek his face, believe his word and trust his grace. (laughs) And we have that, getting to know, you know, singing these hymns. And I sang these hymns. I mean, we still sing these hymns at Mm -hmm. at church and stuff. That line would be, means so much more to you now, wouldn't it? Yeah. 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 But once I I knew Jesus as my Savior and getting to sing these at church, it's like, believe his word and trust his grace. It tells you right here (laughs) to do that. And it's in the song. And then it's in the next song and all of the songs. Uh, Okay, the last verse here. I'll cast on him my every care and wait for thee sweet hour of prayer. Hmm. And then I kind of want to, oh no, I'll keep going. Sorry. One more verse. <laughs> I was going to shorten it. You don't have to apologize. Okay. Go I was going to shorten it, but no, I'm not. <laughs> sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer. May I thy consolation share till from Mount Pisgah's lofty height, I view my home and take my flight. This robe of flesh, I'll drop and rise to seize the everlasting prize and shout while passing through the air, farewell, farewell, sweet hour of prayer. And when I sing hymns about the end and going to meet Jesus, I cry every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's going to be such an amazing Moment, we don't even know how amazing it's going to be. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. And then just singing these songs and feeling them in your heart that God's speaking to you. Yeah. You're going to experience this. No yeah. more sorrow or pain, but you get to see Jesus' face. Well, yeah. thank you so much for yeah sharing with us yeah. today. That was great. It was really encouraging. Thank you. It was such a pleasure to get to be here. <laughs> well, hopefully this has been helpful. If you have questions or comments or a topic that you would like us to cover, you can reach us at comments at onerightchurch.com. And for more information, you can visit our website, www.onerightchurch.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.